everyone, I'm Ari Meglin here with Rachel Poley and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We are on episode 55 and this week's question is, how important are book covers? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show and if you enjoy this episode, please give it a like. So today we're talking all about book covers with the question being, how important are book covers? And the answer is, very. Done. <laughs> yep, end of episode. Have a good week, guys. We actually touched on book covers a little bit in episode 49 when we were joined by our guest, Mickey Noble, who runs an anthology series. And we did talk a bit about book covers and the sort of things you would think about when having book covers. I think the reason we picked this as a question, while it may seem really obvious that yes, book covers are important, we've all seen those books come out almost always by um, indie authors, self-published authors, where the book cover looks like they didn't put that much effort into it. Now, I appreciate the book covers are expensive. Getting a really good designer on your side and creating like a masterpiece for your for your story is expensive. But to be fair, it should be expensive. You're talking about artists who have honed their skill that are coming up with images and ideas out of your head. And let's be honest, we might be writers, but we are crap at trying to explain things verbally. So you're trying to talk to a designer and you're trying to explain the image in your head. And this poor person has to take whatever gorf you've got coming out and make it pretty. That's a big ask. So honestly, these artists, they deserve the money they ask for. They do. I mean, it's the same, it's the same thing with writers. We all want to be compensated fairly for our hard work. Art is still work. We're just lucky that we're passionate about it and we actually enjoy it. And it's the same thing with editors. It's the same thing with book cover artists. They need to be compensated fairly. And it's really hard to save up the money, especially if you are an indie author. Self-publishing can be expensive. It is hard to save up the money for it, but it's well worth it. And you want to be proud of it, too. Just like after you've edited so many drafts of your novel, you want to be proud of the book cover. You you want to be excited when your book cover artist gives you like a mock-up and you're just like, yay, that's my book. Like that's my main character on the cover. Like I created that character. They, they just put the image in my head, but you know, that's, I created that. That's awesome. And hopefully if you have a like book cover artist that you work really well with, you can just have this long lasting working relationship and they can, they can do all of your books for you. Because that kind of brings me to another point, whether you're writing a series or standalone books, having a consistent book cover artist that you know you work well with and you know you like their work and they seem to capture the essence of your books, people can look at your book cover and say, I know this author wrote that book. This is the same type of book cover from this book. It's not the same one, but it's the same art style, the same type of colors, and it matches. It matches the author's style. It matches the book cover artist's style. There's too many S's. I'm like slurring over my words here. But you want readers to recognize your books. And a big way to do that is through the book covers, because aside from the title, book covers are the first thing that people see. Yeah, it, I think it's weird. A lot of people don't realize that the book cover is a form of branding for the author. So it does help if you if you can find a book designer that you can work with and get that kind of, as you said, consistent image style that reflects you. So it is part of your branding. So it does need a bit of time and thought going into it. And that could, that could be something as simple as if you are aiming for um, a topography book where it's just it's just text. They're becoming quite popular now. You'll see them on, on a number of books now. I think 
The book that comes to mind is A Curse So Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kemmerer. Apologies to Bridget if I am ruining her name. I honestly am awful at pronouncing most things. But like her her books, she has a, a trilogy and it's all topography. So it's mainly focusing on the, on the title, the, the, the words themselves. Take up the majority of the book cover with like graphics behind it. And it's very, it's very subtle. Whereas you get other books where it's like there's a main character on the front or a big landscape and the title's at the top or at the bottom and, and the graphic image is more in focus. So even just something as simple as that, choosing a, a design that, that becomes part of your branding can really help. I did like the fact you said about how, you know, you, you want to be proud of your writing and you want to encase that writing in something beautiful and perfect and eye-catching that's what you want to do you don't want to spend months and months or years and years like us writing and you know sweating blood on these stories just to wrap it in an eh kind of cover it needs to be really riveting and and eye-catching to draw someone in because as you said it is the first thing you see and even if you're buying online you'll pick a book and you look at it and then at the bottom of most websites these days it'll say like other things that you might like and you'll often find they're very similar in style and, and design and honestly a book will just catch my eye because it'll look similar to another book I like and I'll automatically associate oh I really like this you know like a fantasy kind of cover with um, really cool font on the title that's really caught my eye oh look there's another one just there similar but obviously different enough and that's what I will that's what will draw me to a book for me to read the synopsis and especially on a lot of websites these days you actually have to click to find the synopsis you have to like go to where it's like you have to find description or click more because it's not showing the book cover is what you see first and then you have to hunt for the actual description of the book so it's so important in that way that it's like it's it's so not worth cutting corners and another thing you said about how expensive it is and it's totally true it is expensive because it should be expensive but if you are tight for money there was a lot of artists out there who actually create like a catalog of templates and mock-ups they create a specific image and a topography and the fonts and the and like a, a, a specific style and then you would go and either buy that because it would match with your story or it could be tweaked just a little bit. The price is often a lot less because they're not having to create something really detailed from your imagination. You're literally pulling a template off. And then once you've bought that template, that's, you know, that template's gone. Nobody else can buy it. So it becomes unique to you. But you can get them for, you know, just a couple of hundred pounds. That's always an option. There are options. You don't have to create it in paint yourself or you know, with a really dodgy Adobe photo system where you're sort of like pasting graphics on. I mean, obviously, if you're good at that, great. But if you're not, don't. Just don't. Well, that's the thing. If you're a graphic designer, then feel free. Go ahead, create your own book cover. If you're not and you have some knowledge with graphic design, still try to hire a professional book cover artist because they really know what they're doing and you can learn from them. If you have some knowledge with graphic design and things like that, you can learn from what they do and maybe eventually you can create your own book covers. But that's, I like that thought about using the templates and things like that. I've seen those and I always thought that they were templates for anyone and everybody. So I was like, well, if I got this one template, what if somebody else got this template? And then we kind of have like the same book cover. I don't want that. But it makes a lot of sense that once you buy it, it's no longer available for anybody else. Yeah. There might be the odd company or artist who 
who either reuses them or uh, but I think most if you go on the on their catalogue you'll see a gallery and then there'll be ones which are crossed out saying sold out or sold you know no longer available and it does make sense it's you know that they've they've created something and it, it is unique to you and then if you decided to go with them again and if you had more money you could take the image you had originally and said this is what you I bought for last time I'd like to make one more specific to me but with these similar elements so that way you're not having to try and find another template that kind of matches the first one if you write in a series it gives you a bit of time to save up and then design your next books based on the first one so possible oh interesting that's good to know I might have to look into that because editors are expensive so depending (laughs) depending on what I can get for my buck (laughs) but again like you said no cutting corners like it's still just as important I had another thought about book covers obviously you want you want it to match or you know look similar to whatever your series is or again if you write standalones like you still I think Ari you're the one who said it like if book covers they're almost like your author brand in a way but one pet peeve I have about some book covers is sometimes when you're when you're scrolling online and you only see the book cover and you you don't necessarily see the synopsis or anything but the book cover looks really nice the title catches your eye and you once you find the synopsis you read it and you're like wow this sounds like a really good book you buy it and then it turns out that the book cover has nothing to do with the book yeah, yeah. Ari knows I'm talking about <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so I, much I actually re uh read a mystery like a well I mean at the time of this recording it was like a couple of months ago but I read a mystery and I can't remember the name or the author at the top of my head but the book cover it was this gorgeous watercolor like cover and it was a lake and there was a really pretty boat tied up to the dock and I don't know I thought somebody was going to get pushed off the boat and drown and it would be that kind of a murder mystery and things like that there was no boat there was no lake there was like none of that it was just a really pretty cover and that was it (laughs) oh yeah no that's I I think especially with, with book covers you can define certain aspects not even just with the with the imagery but like just the whole look of it if you're doing a a horror you're probably more likely to have bold colors like blacks reds whites often a monochrome you know or or the kind of gritty dark you get you know when you think of like film noir kind of style so like shadows and and, and like maybe the, the the glint of a knife on the front cover obviously if you've got romance Oh, we've all seen the uh, the shirtless dude, usually without his head. Yep. <laughs> Posing <laughs> with, with words, usually right across his crotch. Things like that. Or the, the, the couple in like a loving embrace you used to get on the, um, is it the Harlequin novels and the Mills and Boone, where it's like windswept couple, like, oh my goodness, kind of feeling. And instantly, just, just from looking at those covers, you instantly knew that's a romance, that's erotica, that's a horror, that's a Western. Yep. So even everything from like the colors, the tones, the the fonts. Again, you usually get like curly, twisty like fonts on things like fantasy and romance. You don't often get the curly, twisty fonts on horror or thriller. They're usually more block letters. So it's it's weird, but these little these little design ideas, these little design concepts, really make a difference. 
because let's be honest, as we're scrolling through our millions of books on whichever website you're, you're buying your books, you're, you're picking up all this information in split seconds because that's what we do. And that's what you do. You're flicking through, flicking through, flicking through, and then your eye will catch because you're looking for a romance, you're looking for a horror, you're looking for fantasy. And your brain does that thing where it's like, oh, curly font, uh, swirling colours, mists, dragons, fantasy, or the, the shirtless dude, you know, there's a romance, things like that. If you're having to literally stop and like really detail each book cover, hoping that it's like, as you said, it is what's in the book, <laughs> which is crap when it isn't. <laughs> it's all you're going to do is, is annoy your readers. If, if you're going to be picking the wrong covers, if you're not going to work with the designs that are more representing of the genres. I think this is why we say it's important. It's not just you need a good book cover. You need um, a good designer. It's you need all these little elements. You need the font the, the font design. You need the color schemes. You need the elements and the style that help you represent certain genres because that is what readers are looking for. As they're skimming through millions of books, it just grabs their eye and makes them stop and read into it that's why it has to be important and it has to be readable too I've seen so many most likely either handmade covers where the color scheme is usually kind of painful and then you've got like some of the font you can't even read it either because it's overly fancy or the color of the font and the color of the background are clashing a bit and you can't even <laughs> read what it says and honestly I'm not going to stop and click and enlarge and look at it I'm just going to skim on past Mm-hmm. because we can't be bothered <laughs> yeah, we can't. I mean it's true though I mean there are some books where the font like the title is so small and it's like the the image on the book cover is the main thing which is fine like I mean sometimes that's a style choice and there's nothing wrong with that but then there's sometimes when you're just catching a quick glimpse of it you can't really you can't see the title you can't see the author and then if that image has nothing to do with the book then it's it ends up being a huge disappointment to the reader I don't even know why that matters so much if the book cover doesn't match the plot I don't know why that bothers me I mean sometimes it's I just I don't know it's it's like the title it's like you want the title to match the plot as well like everything needs to match yeah, it needs to connect. You need your readers to have some sort of expectation going in. They're going to have some sort of expectation going in, whether their expectations are right or not. That's a different story. But if they look at a book cover and they see a boat on a really pretty lake and that setting is not at all anywhere in the book or nobody goes on a boat, then they're going to be like, well, what was the point of the boat? Like you, you set me up to expect a boat. Where, where's the boat? <laughs> <laughs> you feel cheated yeah That's, yeah yeah I, I find that it's like I, I've, I've seen books uh, read books where like there's been like a, a character on the front you know it's like a woman with you know long red hair flowing in the wind and there's no red-headed characters in there so I'm constantly waiting thinking oh well this character's got to come up somewhere you know she's she's obviously further down in the, and it's like it doesn't and I don't know why we feel cheated but we do it's just it's just annoying and as I said it could be that they couldn't find the right image. It could be that they bought a mock-up and it was the cheapest one or something that was close. But again, a lot of mock-up artists will, will make small changes. Not all of them. So if you are looking at mock-ups, you do need to contact the artist who's selling them and find out or look on their guidelines, see if they do do changes because that can be important. But yeah, it, no, don't, don't lie on the book cover. It's really annoying. <laughs> 
because the other thing is too, I mean, I'm kind of bouncing backwards a little bit here when you mentioned how you can tell what genre a book is just based on the cover in most cases, like how the shirtless guys, they're always romance or erotica. And I read a lot of cozy mystery and the majority of cozy mystery books that I read, they all have vector images, for example, as their cover. And I really enjoy that style. But then I look at my own cozy mystery book and I'm like, does that style of cover really match George and Lila? Like I can't picture George and Lila as a vector image. (laughs) I picture them as actual like people. And I'm not saying that I want to have models of real people on my book cover because I feel like that doesn't look right either. And granted, this isn't necessarily my decision. Whenever I find a book cover artist, I'm just going to say, here you go, have fun with it and just let them do what they think is best. But that kind of brings me to my next point is whereas you have these specific styles that tell you a lot about what the genre is and again we mentioned that you want your book covers to match your own series or standalones or whatever but you also want it to be unique to you and also unique to your book and there are some times where it might not always work out that your book cover conforms to whatever all the other books in the genre have. I think one of the the big takeaways is don't rush your covers You put so much effort into your story. Like Rachel said, you know, does this work with her specific story? You don't want to just get tangled up in that. Well, this is the style for this specific thing. Yes, there are elements, there are pieces, but they can be changed. Book covers in in general have changed. I remember years and years ago, it was very typical of having like a landscape with like uh, silhouettes on the landscape. That was kind of a big thing. Then we move to more like main characters, forefront, usually one single character, unless it's your romance with your, you know, hugging couple in the windswept moors. And now we're moving a lot more um, to like a single graphic, usually on a very plain background, like a crown or a sword or a, or a book or something. And obviously you've also got the ones where it's just topography. It's just, it's just the title. The title itself becomes this main aspect. So as times change, the, the artwork and the graphics on books change. So take your time, study what other people are doing, see what works, figure out some aspect that will fit with your story, and then go out and find an artist who you can use. And I definitely recommend that you pick several artists and they'll check on prices, timeframes, quality, see what sort of work they do and find someone that you can work with. And as Rachel said, someone who you can probably work with again and again, especially if you write series or trilogies and you need that kind of consistency. I personally hate it when I'm reading a series of books and then halfway through the design of the book cover changes completely, like totally completely, and it doesn't look nice on my bookshelf. And that is my, my one of my final points. We are in a totally different age now with social media being as it is. All you have to do is go on Instagram and type in bookstagrammer and you will see the level of creativity from both writers and readers So many people now are using books to create beautiful photographs, creating designs and displays. It's become almost like its own art form. So book covers have become so important that they need to be absolutely beautiful because there's a good chance you're going to get a shed load of exposure you didn't expect because some bookstagrammer who loves the cover is going to make a load of photos on it. It's going to add it to the blue blue month where they put all the blue books they own together and if yours is blue then there it is or the red month the green month 
I see that all the time where it's like an old, um, a, a reader has got like a stack of books sim in similar shades of blue or, or something. And then it becomes almost like a monthly challenge and everybody does that. And you'll often see the same book popping up over and over again because it's one of the, you know, it's got that right colour that just fits perfectly. So, you know, jump on that bandwagon of getting that extra exposure by having an absolutely gorgeous cover are going to want to take photos off and share on their bookshelves and the props and their displays. Seriously, it's something that shouldn't be sniffed at. Yeah, no, that I mean, that's a good point, too, because obviously when you're when you're giving your books out to book reviewers or whether they're buying it on their own and a lot of these book reviewers, they have blogs, they have Instagram they have TikTok now, they're going to show it off and they will talk about the book cover and they will either gush about it or they won't. Yeah, I think especially because as writers, we might make little graphics of our text. We might share information about our characters. But when it comes to readers, the thing they share is the cover. That's it. That's what they share. Yep. They'll, they'll share their reviews, but usually they'll include a picture of the cover. But if you've got people who are loving your book, loving your ideas, they're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook talking about it, mostly about the cover, mostly about including that picture because especially Instagram, it's very visual. So they're not gonna they're not gonna put a lot of text on of their first their favorite scene or something about the character. They're gonna include that book cover. And they're probably gonna include it with lots of nice props and make it look really like dazzly. So yeah, it's if and if you and let's be honest, we want readers to talk about our work and that's how they're gonna do it visually with book covers. So it is important. It's really important. So please don't skimp, please. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> Great ending. Okay, with that being said, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Do let us know your thoughts on book covers in the comments or over on Twitter using the hashtag The Mary Writer Podcast. If you want to get some extra content, do head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Mary Writer podcast. You can support our show for as little as $1 a month and get yourself some extra bonus content. Tune in next week for another episode of the Mary Writer podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Excessive Caffeine. We drink a lot. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.